connecting, growing, and gaining opportunities together. Welcome to the Travel Hub Podcast. Well, welcome everybody to the Travel Hub Podcast. I'm Michelle Bouchard, and I'm here today with Luke Freeman from the Purpose and Performance Group. Welcome, Luke. Hi, thanks for having me. We are actually recording this in person after our Midwest um, regional event in uh, Green Bay at the Oneida Nation. And Luke was here speaking at one of our sessions. So it's so cool that we can record this. Thank you for taking the time. To do oh, this. yeah, it's so fun. And thanks for having me. This is, uh, what is it, maybe the fourth of these regional yeah. events that yeah. I've had the chance to speak at. And it's so fun to see the different groups every time. They're always mm-hmm. a little bit different than the other regions, um, but a lot of shared connection as well mm-hmm. and themes as we look at how people are dealing with kind of coming out of the season of the last couple of years and, okay, what's now? What is it look like to, you know, be responsible for leaders and organizations in this kind of post-COVID world. So yeah, yeah, I I really appreciate the opportunity to get to be a little small part of it. Yeah, that's awesome. We we appreciate that. And uh, one of the the big reasons that we at Tribal Hub started these regional events was to create these connections within the regions, especially in the tribal space to have those regional connections. And so one of the biggest things I feel like that we've talked about at for this year events was connections and how that happens in your area and how you can use that connection to better yourself personally and also professionally. And, you know, that's one of the reasons we brought you, you in to, to speak to our, to our groups, because, you know, what you do, your group really is what we want our, you know, attendees to be able to take that and, and learn from it and, and grow from that. So I think it's, it's just been a, a really great match. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I know everyone is kind of starting to recognize, you know, over the last year, really, as we've experienced the great resignation, reshuffle, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever name you want to put on it, that this dichotomy between like work life and family, home, whatever life has kind of um, become less of a, a firm wall and more of this gray, permeable membrane thing. And so I think as leaders kind of recognize, even if they're not interested in living a more holistic life, which I, some people aren't, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if they're mid-career or they've had a lot of success there towards the end of their career, you know, they're really comfortable with doing business and life and enterprise a certain way. But I think even the folks who are really comfortable doing it that way are seeing that younger generations have a different vision and have different expectations. Yeah. And so this idea of connecting in a holistic way, I think a lot of people are really on board for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the ones who aren't are starting to realize and see the need. They're starting to become convinced yeah. and mm-hmm. like, well, I guess you're going to force me, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we don't really have a way. We don't know how to do it mm-hmm. yet. And so even though we kind of have this realization that employees, team members are wanting to be more connected to the purpose of their organization. They want what matters to their organization to somehow be able to take that home and say, what I did today matters to me individually as a person. Mm -hmm. We don't have a lot of really clear ways that we know how to talk about that or do that or make it happen yet. Mm -hmm. And so we see at events like this, people really like trying to figure out how do I straddle that line or how do I navigate this world? Whereas a leader it's not just about what happens within these four walls. Mm-hmm. I really have to be thinking about impact to families and community and 
a lot of people were there already, right? Yeah. But we're seeing entire enterprises now having to grapple with that. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, this, this, these past few days at, at our event here, a lot of the people that we saw are technology leaders. Mm-hmm. And traditionally that, you know, that group, I mean, to be able to think about, you know, a work from home situation or a flexible schedule, it, it really, it never really crossed their mind. And I feel mm-hmm. like that, that group of people really had a hard time figuring that out. But, you know, looking in the room throughout the few days, you had people who were like, yeah, we, you know, we did this we, because you had to, yeah. you know, you had to help everybody walk through, you know, the whole COVID and, you know, your kids are home and there's no school and there's no daycare, like, you know, all those pieces. And even now still, you know, things to be flexible and realizing that you have happier people yeah. working for you. If, you know, you can let your employee work at home half a day so she can be with her, you know, sick baby or wh- whatever right. the case is. Right. So in those happy people make, it just makes such a big difference mm-hmm. in their, in the environment and, and the person yeah. themselves, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And there's this, this urge, you know, this need in some folks to say, well, now that maybe public health, you know, issues are less of a concern to our operation, we, we feel almost like a rubber band that's been stretched way out and we want to stretch or we want to come back to what's comfortable. And what we're trying to encourage people is to think about it differently, not, well, how much can we go back to what used to be, but how much can we take what we've had to learn and where we've been successful helping people, whether that's working remotely or have flexible schedules, how do we make sure that we take the best of that and move forward? Mm -hmm. Because all of these trends were already happening. Mm -hmm. You know, the last five, 10 years, remote work, leveraging technology differently, having more flexible schedules, the whole gig economy, it's not a result of COVID. COVID sped up all of those trends in a way that was almost like month to month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You could see what would have happened over the course of a year or even a decade. And so really embracing change um, is interesting and it does bring new opportunity. Um, Just kind of a personal story. We had a team member join our team kind of officially just the other day. Mm -hmm. And um, so we had a a virtual meeting set up and she had a child who was homesick from school. And so Mm -hmm. of course we're like, okay, we don't have to do this today. We don't have to meet. We don't have to, you know, walk through your credentials and walk through shared calendars and walk Mm -hmm. through navigating our shared files. And, you know, all of that stuff is like, obviously this could wait for another day. But she was excited to like yeah. get kicked off and join the team. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I, I'm, I'm great with this. And my, my kid can sit here on the couch and watch a show. Yeah. And if, if we're all good with that, like why slow down business? Mm-hmm. Why slow down our strategy? Why slow down executing where we're trying to go as an organization if we're all just willing to do it a little bit differently? So yeah. to me, I felt coming out of that meeting, a little bit of guilt, right? Because as mm-hmm. a parent, I'm like, like oh, oh, I hope she didn't do that because she yes. felt like she had to. <laughs> yes, yeah. But I really believe her that she wanted to, you know, so mostly just excitement about how, maybe not excitement, maybe gratitude about there's someone who cared so much about our mission and our purpose that they were mm-hmm. excited to sit on the couch and do this with their sick kid. Right right there with them. And man, if we can create more organizations where people are so bought in that that's not a roll their eyes. I can't believe the boss is making Mm -hmm. me do this, but like, no, I want to engage. I want to push the mission forward. Yeah. Um, 
That's pretty exciting. It is because that's going to make her feel fulfilled personally and professionally. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really awesome. Yeah. So based on, you know, what, what you've um, seen at our events over the past, you know, a couple months, is, is it similar to, you know, some of the things that you're seeing outside of this industry? Yeah. So I hope I'm understanding your question right. But what it sparks for me is what I think is a great advantage of tribal enterprise, tribal gaming, tribal government, um, tribal healthcare, you know, whatever you want to say, like a mandate of a tribe is that they're caring for a community. And by default, you know, the reason a tribe exists is to steward kind of the future of a culture and a community of people and provide resources for the sustainable, you know, future growth development of a group of people. And so for leaders in tribal enterprise, I think we have a ton of permission to care about the people who are on our teams. Not all of them are tribal citizens, but the fact that the tribe is a community organization, it almost is a little weird looking back to think, man, we ran some of these enterprises as a straight up, you know, we're focused on P&L and mm-hmm. that's all we care about. And we're, we're maximizing financial resource. Okay. Yes. But it doesn't align with like the purpose of the tribe. Right. And so now we're seeing, you know, tribal enterprise really being quick to adopt this idea of no, let's just widen the circle of what we consider our community just a little bit to say that the team members that we employ and the guests that we serve or the public that we serve that maybe aren't tribal citizens are also adjacent and, and members of our community. And the more we build a strong community with them, the more it's going to impact tribal citizens and that community, sure. the more it's going to create sustainable long-term economic growth, growth for that community. And so I do think, you know, what we see here at this conference with like amazing conversations, people being open, people being willing to learn what they're doing so directly impacts the public good. Like there was a session yesterday um, where we learned about public dollars for broadband, broadband. for everywhere, yeah. for everyone. Yeah. And that has such an immediate, like the people in this room have an immediate impact on the lives of families and their communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know now, right? Yeah. Someone with broadband versus without broadband, like there's a huge difference in resource there, education mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. folks in the household, access to medical care now with telehealth. And so the people here are like literally changing lives and we see that across the country with tribal enterprise that the we're not having to like in a you know fortune 100 company have to go 10 steps down from someone's job to say like how am i actually making the world better everyone in tribal enterprise is only one or two steps away if that from really understanding how is the work i'm doing every day actually making this world a better place and so you know, we just have to close those gaps. If it's one mm-hmm. or two steps, like how do we close those? Yeah. How do we make it really clear to everyone that what they're doing has a positive impact? How do we tell those stories? How do we create that shared narrative about we're here together doing something good? So mm-hmm. I yeah. might have gone on a tangent there. No, that's but all right. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> so outside of, you know, we focused a lot today on, you know, some of the, the connections and, and the communications pieces. And outside of that, I know you guys do a lot of strategic planning mm-hmm. and, you know, leadership training and things like that. So talk a little bit about that for our audience. Yeah. So it's really similar to a lot of the things that we've been talking about. Um, 
And I just want to use an example that a lot of people are familiar with someone like Southwest Airlines, you know, they are economically successful because they have codified what they believe about people. Right. And they even have like a heart as their logo Mm -hmm. and love is like their, their theme word. And so for us, the work that we do really helps tribal enterprise get that clear as clear as Southwest, because we believe, and we have places like Southwest for proof that the more clear we get about what we believe and how, what we do makes an impact, the more financial success we will experience. If we think about financial resource as an outcome to doing the right things, we can actually focus on the right upstream decisions rather than only focusing on all these lagging indicators like a P&L, you know, monthly revenue. Mm -hmm. And yes, we need technical expertise and yes, we need analysis and yes, we need tools, but the more upstream we can get about um, how we're building a workforce that is aligned around doing something that matters, those they're also more capable then of choosing the right tools and having the right conversations about what is the right strategy? What are the right Mm -hmm. priorities for this quarter? Whatever that is. So Mm -hmm. how does that look? Um, A lot of times it looks like leadership development. So creating really a leadership culture Mm -hmm. inside an organization. And when we say creating a leadership culture, what we really mean is that every single person there identifies as a leader. Even if I'm only leading myself, what does it mean for me as a, a day one employee to think about what I do in the context of leadership? Well, what I'm responsible for in leading myself is showing up on time, you know, working my development plan, right. communicating well with my peers, stewarding my own personal brand to some degree in a way that aligns with the organization's brand. And then saying, okay, great, that's level one. Level two, if you lead people in any capacity, if you're a frontline supervisor, what what do you add to your leadership skill bucket? It's not that you weren't a leader before and now you are. It's no, you were leading yourself and now kind of your sphere. Uh, yeah, you're expanding that. And so we're just adding tools to your to your leadership bucket to say, well, what does it mean to check in? What does it mean to take a coaching approach instead of a directive approach? What does it mean to uh, do skill development with people? What does it mean to understand what are the key performance indicators that really drive your area? Mm-hmm. If before they were really like, well, how often am I late right. <laughs> when I'm leading myself? And I'm, am I getting done the tasks that I need to get done? Right. Well, now it's a little bit different. Like mm-hmm. what are those KPIs for my team? And then obviously that, that circle expands larger and larger, the more leadership more you get. So sometimes it's around that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just roadmapping, you know, the expectations of the employee market right now are so different than they were five years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we map a real HR transformation? And so that can look like just hanging out on property with an organization for a week and yeah. interviewing their directors and interviewing new hires and uh, digging into their HR information system and looking at how things are configured and saying, okay, you know, if we're going to meet the demands of this workforce, we really have to think about onboarding differently. We really have to think mm-hmm. about leveraging the data that should live in our HR information system differently. So, you know, how is our active directory set up? Is it even set up correctly? How are our workflows 
set up. So it really can get into the details, but all with that larger picture in mind of, you know, how do we create a community that's doing good stuff together and really isn't able to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Now you are so passionate about, about this. It's so invigorating to see where mm-hmm. was your background and when were you like, I need to change this and go into something that really fulfills me as a yeah. person too. Yeah. Well, I have, I've had the privilege of getting to do really fulfilling work for a long time. So my, my first career and really everyone on our team, we're all kind of in our second careers. We mm-hmm. all kind of said, Hey, we've kind of done something and yeah. gotten pretty good at it. And now what if we all kind of came together and took all of those things that we know and applied them differently. Um, but for me, that was designing and leading and facilitating leadership development programs mm-hmm. in the nonprofit world. So mm-hmm. I did a lot of work with high school students and college students. And then as I you know, went to grad school for organizational psychology, organizational strategy, Um, And that's actually where Chris and I and Hannah, another team member, connected for the first time about 12 years ago. And so we all kind of had this shared passion for how do we take what science knows about best practice in leadership and strategy and management, and how do we apply that back first into the, our career context that we were in. Mm-hmm. So I took that information back into nonprofit world and did okay. a lot of work on how do we build strategy in nonprofit? How do we create cultures that are sustainable? How do we create cultures that donors are attracted to? Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris went back and he was in, he was a general manager uh, for several properties for the Cherokee Nation in Oklahoma. And so he took back and applied a lot of what we had learned about organizational design and strategy and putting people first and just did turnaround projects one after the other and improved metrics at all of these, you know, medium to large properties. And then similar for our other team members, like folks have gone and applied these best practice and now to bring them back in and say, well, understanding how to lead in a way that both is best practice and is financially rewarding for the organization. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of opportunity to do that. And then I think we just got lucky because this kind of purpose revolution of people wanting their work to matter, it was a trend kind Mm -hmm. of, kind of like the other things that that we talked about. People were wanting that we were seeing some turnover, seeing people asking to do more meaningful work, the whole ESG movement, you know, in publicly traded companies around Mm -hmm. environmental, social and governance practices, um, seeing diversity inclusion, you know, Mm -hmm. being something that the market was really asking for. We um, just kind of lucked into doing this work for several years and then the pandemic really accelerating a lot of those trends. And so now we have leaders really asking for things that before, you know, I I feel like we were kind of on a street corner, like preaching a little bit, like, (laughs) Hey, believe me, like if you do the right thing, you actually will win. Yeah. Um, And now people are seeing, Oh, well, it's kind of, it's less of a, here's the rocket booster that takes me a little bit further than my competitors. Mm-hmm. And now it's more of like, Oh, this is a, this is table stakes. Mm-hmm. If we're going to be a sustainable organization, we have to figure these things out. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they're getting that and they're coming to you. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. What a full circle. Yeah. Yeah. That's and really it's great. an adventure, right? We, we get to learn a lot and I think yeah. that's why we love what we do is no two tribes are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, even within a tribe, no two, pieces of their enterprise business units are the same every leader is unique and so we're always learning from our clients and trying to take what we learn and kind of then mesh it with that best practice to say 
all right, here's kind of the emerging trend of how this is working really well. Things that are kind of, I don't know if cutting edge is the right word. Like people have dreamed a long time about how do I hire someone faster into a gaming operation when the gaming license process with the gaming commission is just a long, sometimes painful process. Mm -hmm. Well, now we have the market conditions that help that conversation happen a little bit more to say, well, what would it look like to do a um, preliminary hire and maybe even to have a department that doesn't have access to any cash ops or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. maybe even doesn't have access to full back of house. Um, they have a different licensing experience and maybe we can get folks in in 10 days or even a week. And then as they finish their licensing, they're still able to be onboarded. They're getting a paycheck so that we're not losing them to Lowe's or Home Depot that's going to pay them $15 an hour down the street. Yeah. You know, when we know they would have a better employment experience here, Mm -hmm. if only we could get them a paycheck faster. Right. So it's fun to be trying to solve problems like that in real time. That's That's really cool. So what's next? What's next on your agenda? I know you're here now. We're in Green Bay. So where are you mm-hmm. off to next? Yeah. So, um, man, lots of adventures. Mm-hmm. We um, will be in Montana next week working with a project there. So no okay. one can complain about going to Montana. And yeah. I will say for our team, we we keep trying and missing on getting everyone together. Yeah. So we have people in uh, every time zone in the U.S. So <laughs> yeah. just finding meeting times is a challenge where we're not making people wake up at like 6 a.m. Yeah, or staying um, up until like right. 11. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the next thing on our, our list is how do we really make it at some point in the summer, we're all in town together and mm-hmm. seeing each other face to face. I mean, this conference it is a great just reminder that when people get around a table together and have meaningful conversation, it's, it matters. And Mm -hmm. just watching people leave just a few minutes ago from the room we're in, just like the mood and folks, Hey, we're going to go do a round of golf together. And Hey, we're going to go, you know, there were people leaving here to fly to DC to work on a project for their tribe. And just the energy that people are exiting with kind of the goodwill, I mean, we know that those mirror neurons mm-hmm. really fire when we can look at someone in the eyes and that when we're experiencing that emotional you know, connection with them. And yeah. so we're kind of greedy, I guess, right now, just really wanting that for our own team. Absolutely. And so that's well, on our list. That's yeah. awesome. Well, in the summertime is a great time to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, so for sure. That's cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to say extra and, and talk to us and we can share this out to our audience. And I'm sure we'll be seeing you again soon Yeah. at our, maybe at our uh, travel net conference. And we have a couple of other regional events coming up in the fall. So yeah, I well, we're excited to be there. And for folks listening, uh, excited to connect with you. And I just, I can't speak highly enough of Tribal Hub and just the vision to connect people in a place where we can talk about our challenges uh, in a place that's safe, where we're all facing similar things and we can learn best practice from one another. I think spaces like this are really needed Mm -hmm. and just really grateful for the work that you guys are doing. Yeah, thank you. And we are our viewers also. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much. All right. Thank you. You can find links to the Purpose and Performance group in our podcast notes. Also, don't forget to subscribe and follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to never miss an episode. Connect with all of us here by searching Tribal Hub on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or visit us on our webpage at tribalhub.com.